0: Something that's going to clarify something in the past that you didn't understand. Hallelujah. That's what I'm believing for. Thank you, Lord. Well, uh, we just speak to Melissa's plane and it passes over to the other side. Across the pond, like they say, without incident or hallelujah. It's the perfect flight. Thank you, Jesus. And she has... She does not have to think what she will say. In that hour, the Holy Spirit will give it to her. Thank you, Lord. Yes, and her notes may be of no use once the Holy Ghost gets going with her. Hallelujah. I know it's not a a necessarily a Christian thing, but hallelujah. It's amazing what God can do. All they can do is ship her back to us. <laughs> amen amen hallelujah so we're grateful we're grateful for that hallelujah thank you jesus well we are esters all of us we are here for such a time as this it is not an accident that we were born in this time in this season it's not an accident where you were born it's not an accident that you're american hallelujah it's not an accident that you're in Alabama. And even in Tuscaloosa, hallelujah, it's not our steps have been ordered by the Lord, and it is amazing, and we are in the end times, and God is moving mightily and amazingly. It all hadn't shown up yet, but it's showing up. Hallelujah, praise God, praise God, hallelujah. I oh, see well. We got started last week on something um, about ha- should we speak to demons. And uh, so we'll try to teach this in such a way that it is good for all present. And uh, <clears throat> But anyway, uh, we didn't get too far last week. And, you know, uh, we talked about one thing is that if you believe you should and we believe we should because jesus did and his the disciples did he gave the 70 authority to cast out demons but the world and a whole big portion of the church will think we're crazy if uh if we believe that everything is relegated to something medical or even uh political uh i was uh Doing my homework this afternoon for the class I'm taking, and I did it on the the demoniac that of the garrisons that uh when Jesus stepped off the boat he met him and um one of the things that you know it says that the enemy took hold of to him and uh threw him and uh, so people a lot of times, though, when people do wicked things in the world, that's the last thing people think of is that that there's a demon spirit behind these bad, act, these horrible activities that happen, these horrible things that happen. They usually go to some political reason, some religious reason, even you know, you know, like um, the what Muslims believe and so forth. But really it is it, it, behind all of those acts is a demon spirit so uh we need to take seriously the job that the lord gave us which was to um let's go to Isaiah, uh to Luke chapter 4 now this is uh Jesus spoke this right at the beginning of his ministry but it's for us too and i know when the lord called me back in i guess something like 1983 maybe 84 uh, i don't i didn't i should have noted exactly when it was when it happened but uh, i was in my home in seminole texas and up until that point i had been a sunday school teacher i had been a a uh a uh Sunday uh, what did they call that assistant Sunday school superintendent in my Baptist church and then we got filled with the spirit and I became and we had, we started pastoring the church and I was the pastor's wife but uh that was really all and then one day I was sitting in the orange lazy boy in my orange this was the 80s it was orange hallelujah the 80s um so anyway I was sitting there and the Lord gave me this scripture and, it, you know, John Osteen said when the Lord called him, it was like dropping a nickel in a, in a phone booth, like a payphone. It, you could hear it when you knew you used to, y'all don't, some of you younger people don't remember, but if you used to drop a coin in, you could hear it rattle all the way down. And um, so that's how it was. It was exactly like that. It was like the Lord called me, dropped a gift down in me. I knew it was there. And it, But this is for all of us. Hallelujah. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive. I want you to uh, especially take note of to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind and to set at liberty them that are bruised. So uh, one of the callings God has on our life, and he demonstrated this to us throughout the gospels, they're they're recorded in the Gospels, is that we are to bring deliverance to the captives. Uh, So a lot of people shy away from this. We went over this last week, but let's kind of just run through it again. They shy away because they don't want to be thought that they're crazy. Or they have a fear of stirring up the devil and that it's going to make the devil mad and he's going to attack them more. Hallelujah. I, I, we sang a song tonight about we don't have anything to fear. And that is so true. No matter how the young boys in the, they don't have anything to fear. We have nothing to fear. Uh, the fear of being overtaken or uh, actually feeling like it would be presumption for you to do that. In other words, Jesus could, but who am I? Or the disciples could, but who am I? I'm just little old me. I'm nothing. Uh, that there's nothing could be further from the truth from the least person, the least uh, however eight years old in this room has authority over the enemy when you're born again, you receive authority over the devil, and you know what they may have to use it I'm sure they will have to use it uh they need to to be able to recognize the enemy, and to take authority over him, and to bind the devil, and um, I think we should teach our kids these things, to use the name of Jesus, to use the blood of Jesus, and we haven't taught them in the past, not us, but other A lot of Christians, because we didn't know how to do it ourselves. So it's important that we're going to learn some things tonight. And if you already know all this, then it'll just be a refresher and a reminder. Uh, A belief that it's futile. In other words, I've tried it, but nothing really happened. Uh, Another thing is that it feels safer letting sleeping dogs lie. Or to believe that to, to bind the enemy, to bind the devil, is only for the super spiritual. Um... Or, here's one that really happens. There's no need for that in America. The demons are all in Africa and places like that. And uh, But nothing, that that is totally, absolutely not true. Uh, or, here's one, and this is big. This is big. Don't really believe in demons. You know, don't really believe there is any such thing as a demon. And all of these things beliefs which are all wrong show a lack of knowledge and about and it shows that we don't know our position in christ we need to be able to recognize demonic activity we we have been weak in discernment and discerning of spirits of all the gifts of the spirit that may be what the church is most weak in is discerning of spirits and so we one we can ask it's a gift of the spirit It's one of the nine gifts of the Spirit in 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 12. And so we can ask. And then we can practice. We can watch. And we can learn from others. Uh, I said this last week. I'll say it again. The belief that Miss Debbie makes it a bigger deal than it is. And I said that I felt sure that at times my children, when they were growing up, thought I was making things a bigger deal than it was. You know, there was times I took toys away from them. And, you know, I I don't – nobody wants to take candy from a baby. <laughs> but there were times I took toys away and said, you know, this is not in your best interest because we, we didn't have light. We came into light. We were already up living, raising kids and married, and then all of a sudden we began to have light because we got baptized in the Holy Spirit. And the more we were in the Word and the more we were praying, the more light we had. And as we gained light, we said, you know, that's just not what we want our children associated with. Um, I believe that evil can sometimes be good. We talked about, now I don't think, don't even know if these are around anymore, but when I was a little girl, we had uh, cartoon comic books, and my dad was always buying me comic books. If you if I got sick, my dad always brought five new comic books home from the from the drugstore. You know they went to the drugstore or the pharmacy to drink coffee because that you know they always had a fountain and stuff. And so if I was homesick, you know my mom made me potato soup and and uh, I, well, you got Coca Cola. Mm. It's a high motivation to get sick if if you never have Coca-Cola. And, you know, I didn't know you could have potato soup unless you were sick Till it dawned on me, I was probably about 28 years old, I was like, you know, I could have potato soup without being sick. But uh, my mom, she always made the potato soup. She always did that. My dad bought, brought five funny books home. Five We called them funny books then. Like, but anyway, those some of those were okay, Popeye and so forth like that, but well, there was Wendy the Good Little Witch, which there's no such thing as a good witch Casper the friendly ghost there's no such thing as a friendly ghost uh, ghosts are uh, not good hallelujah if you need to take authority if that happens anywhere around you so the devil has perpetuated these lies and when we do nothing about the devil then the devil wins and so we want to we want to take responsibility for our home for our town, And the activity that, uh, you know, hallelujah. Um, So we need to embrace the power and authority that we have in Jesus. So, uh, hallelujah. Let's read some scriptures tonight. Let's go to Mark chapter, ah, did we read that last week? Uh, Let's go to Matthew 16. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 16, verse 21. Now, as we read our Bible, we're going to see that uh, Jesus preached. He was a preacher. He was a teacher. He healed the sick. He cast out demons. He set people free. Hallelujah. And it says, From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go into Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. And then Peter took him, hallelujah, and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan, thou art an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. Now, um, I'm kind of, you know, we talk about before in other messages about rightly dividing the word of truth. And I think when it comes to a lot of these passages where Jesus cast out a demon spirit from uh, a person or a child or whatever, we have to, uh, and here it's to one of his own disciples, it seems, we have to divide, first of all, who Jesus was talking to. We have to divide when we hear, sometimes we hear, uh, like in that, I'll we'll go over there in a minute into Luke chapter eight where the that that person that had the legion. We it you you have to divide when that was a demon spirit talking because demons do talk and when it was the man, the actual person, the man talking, but then you have to divide when Jesus casts this spirit out who he's talking to. So I'm gonna present to you maybe a new way of looking at this tonight and I'm gonna say this, um, you know, Peter doesn't like it that Jesus says he's going to be killed and raised again the third day. So he says, no, Lord, this is not going to happen. This can't be. Uh, and then it seems though, as though, and maybe we've always assumed that Jesus was talking to Peter when he said, get thee behind me, Satan. But there's a colon there. And I would encourage you to maybe put a little mark between the two Because I believe Jesus spoke to two things right there. I believe first he spoke to Satan, who obviously had uh, influenced what Peter said. And I believe he said, Get thee behind me, Satan. And then I think he spoke to Peter and said, uh, Thou art an offence unto me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. It's a world of difference between calling Peter Satan And just saying, Peter, you offend me because you do not have in mind the things of God right now, but you have in mind the things of men. In other words, you're not thinking by revelation right now. You're just thinking with your head. And so I think that's what I think happened. I believe that Jesus spoke to the devil, told him, get thee behind me, Satan. You know, Jesus was tempted to not go through With this death and burial and this agony, this suffering, this this whipping at Pilate's post. We know that because he went to the Garden of Gethsemane and he sweat great drops of blood getting his will into submission under that. And he he asked the disciples, pray for me, pray with me. And uh, they couldn't, they went to sleep, but uh, hallelujah. Got to remember, they weren't even saved yet. Jesus hadn't been to the cross, and they weren't, you know. The anointing did come upon them at times so they could do the works of God, but they didn't have the Holy Ghost within, and they sure didn't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit as of yet. And so, hallelujah. They probably would have done better if they'd have had all that. Uh, So, (coughs) hallelujah. Let's look in uh, Acts chapter 16. Just looking at some of the times and some of the ways that we can speak. I can't really remember where I left off last week, so we're just going to start reading these scriptures. Acts 16. I always think I'm going to mark that, and then I just go home and lay my book on the shelf and don't mark it. Okay, and it came to pass, verse 16... Or we're in Acts 16, 16. It came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination. So there's, uh, you know, we need to make note when we're reading the scriptures, the different kinds of spirits that Jesus talks about. One place he says spirit of infirmity. One place he says unclean spirit. Here he says spirit of divination, or Paul says it, met us which brought her masters much gain by saying, And the same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. So nothing wrong with what this little, this uh, young girl was saying, was there? I mean, wasn't she speaking truth? And, and this did, she did she many days. You know, you think about it, how annoying that is. And how if somebody just followed you around, especially, you know, it doesn't say that she did this, but it kind of seems to imply that she's following you around, and all day long, every day, she's saying, just kind of repetitive. These are men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. And maybe she had a spoke it in a shrill voice. Sometimes that's that's a something that we can take note of. Uh, and she did this many days. And Paul being grieved, you know, in his spirit, something's churning, something's turning. He knows this isn't right. And all of a sudden, he just turns and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. And her winter masters saw that the hope of their gains was gone. They caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers and went on down through there. So um, Paul speaks to this devil and it comes out immediately. You know, uh, this girl. Even though she was speaking the truth, she was changing the atmosphere of this whole place, and the atmos of this whole everywhere Paul went. She's changing the atmosphere. It's not right. It's not good. Something's annoying him. So we need to be able to speak to things that are um, that are causing the atmosphere to not be right in places that we go. It might be at work where something's affecting the atmosphere. Well, we need to pray ask the Holy Ghost what to do and then do what he says to do. Uh it might be somebody in a class. It wouldn't surprise me at all that we ha- that it t- from time to time there's going to be people in your classroom or in your uh even in the church sometimes there's there's there can be those situations. Uh, I know one time we had a uh guy here wasn't he from turkey and he's muslim and he's coming to church and and he did not have good motives towards one of the young women in this church and uh we all knew it and boy mary fran Veralo she came while she was here and she told us she said he is bad news uh, you know uh So not that everybody that comes in that's Muslim is. I mean, some people could come in and, you know, maybe they're searching, they're seeking, they're looking for God. But this this wasn't a right motive. Hallelujah. Uh, So we need to be able to recognize activity that's going on. Uh, Anything that's different, I'm going to kind of give you some things that... Just to get you thinking on things, but anything that starts happening different at uh, at your house or like, for instance, uh, you know, if your children, they're always obedient, they're always telling the truth, but all of a sudden they're acting different. Something's at something's not something's acting, something's then we need to go to prayer and ask the Holy Ghost, what is this? What it and 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 not just, oh, you know, it's just growing pains or they're going through a stage. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Anything that happens starts happening suddenly. Anything weird that starts to happen. Anything strange, and I'm not talking about kids now. I'm just talking about strange, unexplained sickness where, you know, when people go to the doctor and they've been through every test in the world and there's no diagnosis, that's a pretty good indication that there's a spirit of infirmity operating uh, there. Uh, Even if it's not... Even if it is truly something and the doctor just can't find it, sometimes I've heard of this, that a spirit can be hiding it. So that the doctor can't find it. So we, have, we need to pray. We need to pray. Uh, anything of darkness like nightmares, don't allow that to happen in your house. Don't allow it to happen with yourself. If you wake up in a horrible nightmare, you need to take authority over it. That, you know, and if your children tell you that, we take authority over that. Wrong atmosphere, sudden atmosphere changes. All of a sudden, you know, you and your wife are in strife three times in one day. And you're like, we don't ever get in strife. <laughs> Hello? You know, uh, the ne- but here's something I want you to know. The devil never stays hidden. He always manifests some way. And let's go to Matthew 8 verse 16 now. It may not be, you know. Sometimes we think, well, if it was a uh, a demon spirit, it would be something real, mean, ugly, and all that. Not necessarily. It can, and you, uh, it can just be that something is catching your attention, and you go, "That's not right. Something's not right about that. You know, um, something's weird about that." Verse 8, chapter 8, verse 16. When the even was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils. And he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick. So that, that's, how you, that's how you do it. Use words. It's simple. Use words. That's how Jesus did it. God is a speaking God. Everything in the kingdom begins in the heart and comes out. must come out of the mouth when we speak what when we speak what god puts in our heart the 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 atmosphere the spiritual atmosphere spirit is released and the spiritual atmosphere is changed the bible says in proverbs life and death are in the power of the tongue god is a speaking god everything begins in the heart you cannot get saved without speaking the bible says uh it, the, he gives the, Jesus gives the, uh, the story, and he's, you know, about um, um, if a man asks for a fish, I don't, I'm not going to read this scripture tonight, but if he asks for a fish, God won't give him a sermon. It's the one where it says, ask and keep on asking, knock and keep on knocking. That's scripture. Well, at the end of that scripture, it says, how much more will God give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? So, most of the time, people get baptized in the Holy Spirit because they're asking God. Maybe they don't say it exactly like, God, give me the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But they're saying, Lord, I want more of you. Or they're saying something. They're seeking God in some way. Words are everything in the kingdom. Words are everything in the kingdom. Hallelujah. That's why prayer is so important. You cannot think your way out of a problem. Hallelujah. You have to pray pray. You have to ask and keep on asking, knock and keep on knocking. Now, if you ask the Lord to deal with a a demon spirit for you, what's he going to say? He's going to say to you just what he said to Paul. He's going to say, my grace is sufficient for you. He's going to tell you to do it. Always like the story Brother Hagen told about he was having one of, you know, he had how many visions? 16 open visions or something. I don't remember exactly how many, but it was a lot. And he was having this open vision right at the first part of his ministry. Jesus is talking to him, and all of a sudden, there's a, a some people call this. Uh, I've heard people refer to it as a yakity yak. A yakity yak got right between him and Jesus and was just yak, 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 yak. And he couldn't hear what Jesus was saying. And he was sitting there thinking while he's having this open vision, I wish Jesus would get rid of him. And he was thinking it, and finally he just got so frustrated because he couldn't hear what Jesus is telling. You know, you think if you're having open vision, what Jesus is telling you is pretty important, wouldn't you say? And so finally he got so frustrated, he said, go in Jesus' name. And Jesus told Brother Hagen then, he said, I'm so glad you took care of that because I couldn't. Jesus gave the authority to you and I, and he's not going to take care of it anymore. We have to take care of it. We are, we are the rulers over our home. And what happens there, we're responsible for. Hallelujah. Amen. So uh, we must take authority. And if we need to run something out, hallelujah, we have to. So we can use practice in this. You know, sometimes, and I think sometimes people go back to this and they say, well, this is futile. I have spoke before and it didn't work. But I can tell you why it didn't work. Either you didn't know your authority and you weren't confident in your authority. And it's, the devil's like a disobedient child. How many of you's children obeyed the first time you tell, told them? <laughs> Not always, did they? No. And so sometimes you had to keep on telling them and you had to get more authoritative. And that's the devil is he's he's diso- he even though he has no right to be there, he's a disobedient, he's like a disobedient child. He will not respond necessarily the first time. So what we do is we have to keep on speaking. And he knows or he's pretty sure, I'm sure, whether we're confident in our own authority. And if we are confident as we are growing more confident in this church of the authority we have in Christ, and so we uh we speak boldly and uh, so the first time you speak, you know uh, he may say he may say to himself, "What you talking about? I don't have to do mind you, you know, you're not my mama. you know, did you ever hear a kid say, "You're not my mama? I don't have to do what you say well. Hallelujah. So, if you don't want them tearing down something at your house, you may have to say something like, I'm not your mama, but you will stop and you will stop now. And, uh, hallelujah. We need to be able to take authority over things and do it quickly. And uh, we got to be aware of what's going on. And we, here's, what the, here's the deal you command as many times as is needed. You don't stop until you command as many times as is needed. And you may have to speak with more power and authority. Now, as you grow in power and authority, and as, God, as the, the enemy recognizes that, then you're not, you may be able to just say under your breath. But, there, but until that time, you may have to stomp your foot. You know, Smith Wigglesworth tells that story about the little dog following the woman to the bus stop. And she was, go home, go home, go home. And finally she stomped her foot and yelled at that dog and said, get. And that little dog tucked his tail between his legs and ran. And you know, that's how it is with the enemy sometimes. You have to speak as. Uh, you know, Jesus preached as one having authority. We have to speak as one having authority. When we had Christian school, we had, we would hire a new teacher. And, uh, and I remember at least three of them were pretty uh, low key, which always helps when you're a teacher in a elementary, junior high, high school, kind of be calm and peaceful. And these were pretty calm, peaceful women. And, uh, but, you know, a lot of times kids that are disobedient and, you know, not even just because they're rebellious, but just because they're just hopped up, keyed up, you know, but they can't learn in that environment when they're jumping up and standing up and running around and talking and doing all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, we would have to have a teacher's meeting after about a week of school because I could be able to see this isn't working. And I had to teach them how to use their teacher's voice. Because they were speaking sweetly. And you can't, if you are just always speaking sweetly to the school kids, they're just going to run rampant over you. And uh, if you speak sweetly to the enemy, he'll run roughshod over you. So you have to use your authoritative voice. Hallelujah. So, um, as you begin to speak, and you begin to do it until uh, 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 something changes, you'll begin to see things change. You'll begin to speak, and and as we speak, we close up the places the devil has free access. That's one of the things we need to take note. You know, uh, if... If the flies are getting in your house, you don't just stand around with the fly swatter. You go see, how are these blooming flies getting in my house all the time? Well, it might be that there's a hole in the screen. It might be that the kids left the back door open. Something's going on. Something's wrong. Something's happening when you have a problem. And so where's the where's the open door to this? Where... How can I close the place where the enemy has free access? Knowing we have the ability to defend ourselves and our family, we can, take a, we can take new territory for God in the realm of the Spirit. So we can take over our neighborhood. That's one place we should start. Run, the, run drugs out of your neighborhood. We should. I always take authority over all sorts of stuff. I've even told the Lord, Lord, you know, those people need to move to a different, nicer place. We're going to bless them with nicer in the name of Jesus. So we just, I just ask you to make arrangements for that and put desire in their heart for that because these people are not cohesive with my environment that I want in my neighborhood. And uh, whatever you have to do, you know, do it. Now, we don't bring curses down on people, and we don't, you know, we don't banish them to the bridge. We're going to live under the bridge now because, no, we don't do that. Those are witchcraft prayers. But we can pray things out. You know, sometimes you just have to pray things out of your life. You have to pray things out. You have to pray people out of your job. Sometimes you can't fire them. you got to pray them out. and. And so, if you need to, do it. So, um, let's go over to Luke chapter eight. I know this isn't your favorite message, but I can tell you the devil don't want you to know it. Luke chapter eight. Now, I will agree, we don't want to acknowledge the enemy any more than we have to. So. But we do need to recognize that the enemy is absolute evil. He's foul. He's defiled. And so, in Luke chapter eight, and let me see where we're going. Hallelujah. Okay. Uh, verse. Pages are sticking together. And then they verse 26. And they arrived at the country of the Gadarenes, which is over against Galilee. Jesus and his disciples arrived and when he went forth to land there met him out of the city a certain man which had devils a long time in that that's very sad a long time and wore no clothes so um, I'm going to point out some things that are from this passage of scriptures that's um, kind of clues that we know that there's some kind of activity that's not righteous going on. In other words, it's demonic activity. And one of them is wearing no clothes. Well, if wearing no clothes... Now, this guy was buck naked, but... um, If wearing no clothes is a sign of demonic activity, or wearing very few clothes, you don't think that's righteous, do you? You don't think God's behind... That, that kind of attire. No, it's not. It's, and I'm not saying everybody's full-on that has bought the lie, is full-on demon-possessed, but it is one symptom that you can take note of. Hallelujah. And wear no clothes, and neither abode in any house. He's homeless. This is home. Homelessness is a symptom or a sign of demonic activity. No, no, no. They just fell on hard times. Listen. The Bible... The righteous have never been forsaken or their seed begging bread. Something's wrong when somebody's living under the bridge and doing it especially for long periods of time. You know, I've heard of people that had to spend the night in their car, but, you know, you pray and God's going to open up a way. He's going to open up a door. You know, this is... This is uh, a symptom. And poverty is a spirit. And it is passed down through the generations. And it is, it's, uh, it's acquired. It's, it's not only passed down through the generations, it's, uh, let me see. I got to write, I got teeth. Unless I wrote it somewhere else. It's generational it's also can be a part of your maybe you didn't maybe your parents weren't there but something happened in your life and so it's a part of your personal history but it gets into the flow of your life and even if you if you fell into poverty because of something that happened maybe divorce or whatever that can happen or ran away from home, or however you fell into it, you got to break out of that. you got to break out of that river. So it can be in your personal history, or it can be because you've just been exposed to it for over a long period of time, just exposure to poverty. Poverty can be in certain areas of the world, and you're just exposed to it the whole time. And uh, you have to break out of it. And 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 sometimes you just you you need to. I hate to say this, but if you can't just hang out with poverty all the time, it'll change you to hang out with some people that got faith and that are believing God and they've got something. My parents didn't have any much money when I was growing up. My dad was a school teacher, and we my I don't know how we lived on what he made as a school teacher. My, that's what he was at one point. But my something about my parents. We always hung out with people that had more money than we had, and it did something in us where we didn't think and we didn't think poverty, even though we didn't have money. But we didn't think poverty, and it and so, you know, we have to change our atmospheres, hallelujah, because the de- devil wants to keep us under an atmosphere, because he knows we will grow into that. Okay, where am I at? Okay, go on. When And when he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him with a loud voice. Now, I think that it's very, we need to stop right there, because Mark says when he saw Jesus, that he fell down and worshipped him. So, I told you a while ago, we're going to rightly divide the word here. So, it's not the devil falling down and worshipping him. It's the man running to him, probably Knowing, I don't know how he can know this, but the man running to him, the man running to him falls down and worships him. But before he can speak, the next thing that happens is this loud voice. This loud voice. Uh, what have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God most high? I beseech thee, torment me not. Now that's not the man talking. That's the spirit talking. Okay. Okay. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man, for oftentimes it had caught him, and he was kept bound with chains and fetters and brake the bands and was driven of the devil into the wilderness. So uh, anybody driven, you know, re- re- recognizing these things. And Jesus asked him, saying, What is thy name? Now let me tell you something. Right, let's stop right there. This is interesting. You may not believe it. You may. I personally believe it. That Jesus is asking the man. What is your name? He's not asking. The devil. That he's saying. What's your name? But that the devil gets in there. And he immediately begins to talk. And he says. Legion. Legion because many devils were entered into him, and they besought him that he would not command them to go out into the deep. I think that's interesting. I've always been taught you couldn't tell the devil to go to the abyss. In one version it says the abyss. I believe it's the New King James, maybe. It says, so the devil's asking him, don't send us to the abyss. But and you know J- Jesus agrees not to, so I don't. I still don't think we know the answer. If you can or if you can't, Jesus didn't. So I'm going to go with probably shouldn't because Jesus didn't. And uh, and there was a herd of many swine feeding on the mountain, and they besought him that he would suffer them to enter into them, and he suffered them. And then went the devils out of the man and entered into the swine, and the herd ran violently down a steep place and into the lake and were choked. And when they that fed them saw what was done, they fled and went and told it in the city and in the country. So, hallelujah. Does this tell us anything here? Well, it tells us that Animals can have a devil. It's possible. It's possible for an animal. It does tell us that. It also tells us that demons are very powerful, but it also, because killed, a, what? how many swine was it? I think it was 2,000 or something. Something like that. It was a big herd of pigs. But anyway, it tells us that. But also, and this is most important of all, that Jesus, that even a legion of demons, Jesus' power and authority was greater than even a legion of demons. And the Bible says, as he is, so are we in this world. So we, don't, we truly don't have anything to be afraid of. The little children in this room can take authority. And if they see something, they need to tell their parents. But if their parents aren't there, they need to take authority. And say stop and no in Jesus' name. I know uh, we went to Cheddar's Sunday night to take Colin out for his birthday and celebrate Father's Day because we had not gotten around to his birthday even though it was June 8th. Everybody had been too busy. And uh, so uh Caitlin went to the restroom and uh some girl brought her brother into the girls' bathroom. It's like already, already, already <laughs> it's just like and the bad part was he stuck his head under the what do you call? stall that caitlin is in yes (laughs) and we were like bloody his nose kick him in the face Bloody, you know but also take authority you know don't just bloody the nose take authority in jesus name if you know hallelujah i don't think she was any danger i don't tell me i'm not saying that but i'm just saying it was offensive (laughs) You know, it was offensive. (laughs) Glory to God. Well, we're going to stop there tonight. So, um, I I had this in my heart tonight. I think the Lord gave me a word today. And he just said, ask the people what they need. And whatever they need, ask me for it. Because I want to do it for them. So, Here's, I believe this is a word from heaven to do this. So it doesn't have to be healing. It doesn't have to be just what do you need? What do you need? Paid for house. house. Hallelujah. Well, we'll ask for that. Father, I just ask you to give Michael Billings a paid for house. And I ask in Jesus' name, according to your word, That you said to find out the people's needs and ask me for it. And I will do it just because you ask. Hallelujah. So we thank you, Lord. What's your need? The more immediate, the better. The more immediate I need this now. Even the better you will be. That's good, but just if you have something immediate, that will be real good. Hallelujah. Father, we ask you. For Laura Beth to start speaking. And we loose her tongue now in Jesus' name. And anything that binds that, we tell it to go. Be gone in Jesus' name. Any deaf and dumb spirit, we'll just speak it out. We command you to go. You will not limit or harass or keep back this child in Jesus' name. Her tongue is loose now. And we have it because you said ask. Yes, give her a desire, Lord, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Anybody else? Debt-free. I'm going to go after the debt-free first, okay? Father, you are no respecter of persons. And there are people in this room that you have gotten out of debt. And so I ask right now for my sister Lisa that she get out of, she be, that you get her out of debt in Jesus name. And Lord, if there's a plan with that, I ask you to show it to her. If there's a way out that she's not seeing, I show, ask you to show her that path. And I call her debt free in Jesus name. I bind the spirit of lack. I bind the spirit of poverty. I bind anything that would I know Lisa wasn't raised in poverty but any poverty that's tried to come over her come on her I command it to go in Jesus name in Jesus name and I thank you for showing her the path what else what else hallelujah hallelujah we speak peace to Andrew sleep in Jesus name we bind any uh, spirit that would harass him in the night in the name of Jesus, try waking him up in the name of Jesus, that he goes into sound sleep and stays there the entire night in Jesus' name. You said, Lord, if people would state their need, that if I ask, you would do it. And so I come on that, I come in that promise in Jesus' name. Any other need? of the okay I thank you Lord I thank you Father for an easy adaption to a new boss in Jesus name I thank you Lord Kathleen will have insight and revelation in knowing how to please this boss and I pray for favor On her, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Father, we pray for safety in this neighborhood. What's the neighborhood? Southern Oaks. We pray for safety in Southern Oaks. Lord, we ask you to give your angels charge over Southern Oaks and keep it. We bind all uh, activity that is unrighteous, demonic, demonic. Uh, unlawful we bind all of that activity we clean it out in Jesus name we say go, go. we plead the blood over every family yeah. in Jesus name and father I pray the the landlord or the manager will not pick put up with anything and lord his first concern will be safety and not money in Jesus name And, Father, I ask you to remove the kingpin. There's like one person that's stirring this predominantly and opening a door for it. Father, I ask you to remove them from the premises, that they be gone, moved, and if necessary, their illegal activity be revealed, and they go spend some time with the state of Alabama. And this neighborhood will be peaceful. In Jesus' name. You just everything I said, Diane, you keep saying it and repeating it. Morning and night before you go to bed. And everything else the Lord shows you to say. We're winning. We're winning. We're winning. What else? Okay. There's a there's a door. Boy, there's a door right now. Oh Hallelujah. Yes. Right relationships. In Jesus' name, we ask for Lisa. And Father, I thank you that she has the courage to clean house. In Jesus' name. She knows exactly what to do, and everything lines up. Hallelujah. You know, if there's not peace, then something, you got to change something. If things aren't flowing right, Pastor and I talked about people whose lives just never flow right today. And I can't even remember who we were thinking about. But, you know, it's just, it's supposed to flow right. Doesn't mean you don't encounter things that you have to overcome. But still, it just flows right. And when you start, when it quits flowing right, either you're, you need to make an adjustment and change something because you're headed in the wrong direction. You're hooked up with wrong people. Or hallelujah. Something's wrong. So you make the adjustment. Darling. Okay. Father, we ask. And Father, I know you've told me before that you had the perfect fit for him. And I believe that word. I believe that word. And so, Father, I thank you for the right job for Jacob the perfect fit in Jesus name and i pray for jacob to see things he's never seen before and to understand things he's not understood before and to lord god oh hallelujah i don't there's something there thank you father we bind every hindrance to getting him that for from him receiving a job everything that would hinder him every Uh, enemy that has opposed him and every lie that has been spoken to his heart and that he was tempted to believe we break those off of him and break it up in jesus name thank you lord and father we infuse right now jacob with fresh hope new hope and faith to act and we speak favor on jacob Father we ask you to give him a a trainer or a mentor however that what do they call that when a, an apprenticeship that, that he would be under someone that would have the patience to show him the the details of the job that you have for him in Jesus name we ask and we believe we receive that amen anybody got a need at your house Okay, we pray for, that would have been my first, i would have been the first thing I asked for. I would have been like, forget all this other stuff. Let's have a, hallelujah. Pray. Father, we ask you for air conditioning at, at Lisa's house. Father, we thank you, Father, for an easy, quick fix. In Jesus' name, Amen. Okay, one more. Okay, hallelujah. Father, I commend all the stress to go in Jesus' name. And the joy, the joy that you have put in Anita's heart, that it will bubble up and come forth. Father, I just, it's been trampled down by stress and pressure and, and hallelujah. I take authority over that. And we just called forth joy into her life in Jesus' name. I bind every, I bind the spirit of fear that seems like it's come around to to nag. We say no in Jesus' name, Lord. We ask for joy because you said we could ask tonight. Amen. Anything else? Don't want to cut anybody short. Anything over there? Our young guys got anything? Does anybody have a testimony? Arise, shine. Hallelujah.